you know, there's there's something to be said for knowing that something is likely to be resonant. There's also something to be said for seeing it uh, in action. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Fourth Space Podcast. This is the second episode in the series of collaborations with the Black Perspectives Office. For today's conversation, BPO's founding coordinator, Anik Mojil Flavien, is joined by Associate Director of Alumni Relations, Temi Akinaina, in a discussion around the themes that led Temi to her work, the creation of the Black Alumni Network and Council, and the importance of Black alumni engagement. This conversation was recorded at the end of January as a live event hosted by Fourth Space. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Black Perspectives Live podcast series at Fourth Space Concordia. We'd like to begin by acknowledging that the Black Perspectives Office, Fourth Space, and Concordia University are located on unceded Indigenous lands. The Ganyagaaga Nation is recognized as the custodians of the lands and waters on which we gather today. Jotjage, Montreal, is historically known as a gathering place for many First Nations. Today, it is a home to a diverse population of Indigenous and other peoples. We respect the continued connections with the past, present, and future in our ongoing relationships with Indigenous and other peoples within the Montreal community. We'd also like to state that the Black Perspectives Office is informed by and stands in solidarity with Black communities in Canada and across the world who continuously fight against anti-Black interpersonal and systemic racism. Thank you for being here with us, Temi. I am so excited to have you be the first real guest on this on this series. I was the last guest, which for me does I you know I don't consider myself a guest, and so I'd, I'm really so happy to have you here with us to kind of set the tone and, and vision for um, the type of conversations we want to be having here, highlighting our amazing um, Black community members of Concordia as well as the many relationships we have outside of Concordia, and you are an expert on that in particular. So welcome to me. Thank you. Thank you. Just set the bar really high. Why don't you, Anique? I, I am glad to be here. Uh, and I think it's uh, lovely and also just really uh, a nice signpost from the university to have the Black Perspectives Office to, you know, think about how we structure and support all of the different initiatives going on for Black students and, and pulling in the community. So uh, in case anybody hasn't said it to you, though, I think congratulations on the work you're doing and I'm also really excited to see what you do. So, so Temi, I know about you in the Concordia context. I know about the great work that you do, but this is my opportunity to be as nosy as I want to be <laughs> and ask you how, you know, what is your parkour? How did you get here? Tell us a bit about what you studied and, and all of these things, especially I know that we have a lot of students who like to, to listen in and they, it's, you know, they see the end product and they don't know what the, the many pathways can be. So please tell us a little bit about your life. Fair enough. Okay. Well, so um, I think the just to, to start it off, because, you know, I think there are some, you know, Nigerian students at Concordia. So I got to start out by shouting out the fact that I am uh, Nigerian. Uh, I'm now first generation Canadian, but, you know, very proudly Nigerian Canadian. Uh, I came to uh, Montreal uh, to attend university, the other university down the road, but I also uh, attended uh, Concordia as well. Um, and uh, I studied history, uh, both both places. Uh, I love history. I think anybody who has spoken to me or worked with me knows that I'm uh, possibly, I was going to say a little preachy, but I don't actually think I mean preachy, but let's just say I really love context. I, I will dive into, 
you know, the relationships, the history, why things are the way they are. And, and I think that that has helped me in my role, you know. Uh, I know we have some students here, so I don't know if they're aware of what, um, you know, alumni relations really is. But once you graduate from Concordia, you become alumni. And uh, how I got into this job was as I, you know, was studying in history at, at McGill and then again at Concordia, I was thinking, you know, my parents are, uh, they both started out as professors uh, in universities and education is really important to kind of our family story. So I really wanted to work in supporting education and advancing education. Uh, and as I graduated, I started looking around for ways in which I could still remain uh, involved with education. And that led me to alumni relations. Uh, and uh, alumni relations basically is, you know, we're generally, uh, we're department of the university. The, the grander department is called university advancement. And the whole point of our job is to um, mobilize alumni in support of Concordia for a lifetime. You know, so we do that by, you know, getting in there, co uh, connecting with colleagues on campus, figuring out if there are gaps where we can support students, we, you know, figuring out what is relevant to alumni, you know, planning events on events on events, you know, celebrating our donors, celebrating our alumni, and also ultimately fundraising um, for support so that Concordia can be greater than the sum of its parts, right? Um, so, so I graduated and I was like, this is what I want to do. Uh, and I was lucky enough to, to start out at McGill um, and to start out basically, you know, kind of on the ground floor, working with students and young alumni. And then I worked in pretty much most of the, you know, departments uh, around alumni relations, thinking about, you know, the communities that we uh, engage and work with and how we build those up and the strategy about what we do and who we do it with and why we do it. And after I, you know, learned as much as I could, uh, the opportunity came, um, arose for me to come to Concordia. And you have no idea how lovely it is to be able to say you've worked at both your alma maters. You know, I don't think very many people get to do that. So it is, um, you know, it's, I, I'm very excited to do the work that I do and I'm happy to be able to continue doing it. And I mean, this is a little obvious, but uh, there's some members of my team are probably on the webinar. So I do want to shout out the best alumni relations shop in the country. Uh, so yeah, I'll say it. I'll say it. Amazing. Um, you know, I love how what isn't doesn't necessarily seem as like the streamline, like, oh, we study history so that you end up being the associate director in alumni relations. But in a lot of ways, I think that you're holding space for both of, the, of your interests. Um, one of the things that I love about the way that you do your work is that you really do um, not only build on the, the history and legacy of Concordia, but also find ways to honor the many, many people who pass through here, right? So there's so much that I end up knowing about Concordia's history just by, you know, the way that you engage with the alumni and, and make their, um, their participation be a bit of a living history rather than, say, an archived history. Um, yeah, that's amazing. In the it's been about five years that you were you're here at Concordia, right? In those five years, what are some of the changes that you've seen in alumni relations and kind of the direction that it's taking and um, and how you've been able to continue to shape that? Um, so I think that the first piece and uh, that I would like to highlight is, you know, moving from McGill to Concordia was interesting for me because I was excited about the possibility, but I was also really excited just about the um, on-campus experience here. 
So the partnerships that we've been able to build, you know, going to our colleagues at CMS with like Meiji, going to colleagues across campus and saying, you know, either what are your gaps or, you know, who are your interesting alumni? You know, who can we bring in to speak? Who can we bring back on campus? So thinking about those connections, um, you know, I, I think that that is one of the interesting pieces about alumni relations kind of generally really moving forward and amplifying alumni voices. Um, but the other thing that I would like to say for right now in the moment in which we're in is that while COVID has been crazy, but it has also really given us this space to um, connect community in a way that we hadn't necessarily, you know, had the access to before. You know, so we, you know, very early on, we were lucky enough to be able, we, we had already been doing some work, um, you know, in the, in the virtual space. Uh, but we were able to pivot very quickly and just really highlight alumni and highlight diverse alumni. So, you know, from some of our amazing, you know, like nationally recognized jazz singers, we got, you know, we got some of our grads to do um, sessions for families and sessions for the community, you know, to our researchers, uh, to just, you know, the the people that, that make Concordia what it is, the people who are reflective of you know, the entire university experience, as you said, who have different stories to tell. And I think that because of, you know, the opportunity we've had to highlight so many stories, um, that more students, more recent alumni can see themselves in people's stories. You know, we hope that we have given them a chance to, um, you know, understand, as you said, more paths, uh, but also give them a chance to connect with each other um, and because of the virtual programming, they've found our, our um, you know, our workshops more accessible, you know, so it has been this really nice place to see, yes, we've done a lot of work, but also more alumni than ever, and students even, you know, have been able to see our work, learn more about each other, learn more about the communities that exist, um, and actually gain uh, useful in information and insight. I've seen from from your office is really quite um, innovative and progressive ways of, of thinking through alumni relationships, you know, um, whether that be CU Connect or the many other ways that you engage with um, the types of networking events that you do and all that. Can you tell us a little bit more about the services you offer and, and kind of unpack some of that for us? So um, the way in which we work in alumni relations here at Concordia, there's a couple of pieces to it. Um, I mentioned early on that uh, we work with students and young alumni, and the idea there is to work with our colleagues on campus um, to A, support students and student leaders, and B, also uh, really help with pathways to bring alumni back to campus. So whether that's virtually or, you know, uh, or in person <laughs> prior to COVID, um, but really to facilitate these opportunities to showcase uh, how alumni lives have gone after um, after after graduation, uh, so that others can learn from it. So that's what we do with students and young alumni. You also mentioned CU Connect. Um, so one of the uh, programs that we're really proud of and that we've worked very hard on as a unit is our alumni career services. Uh, so when I arrived at Concordia, uh, it was a year after we had done um, a huge omnibus survey, which basically we sent out a survey to all of our alumni and said, what do you guys want from us? And what they said was they want career services and they want networks. They wanted to broaden their networks. So for us, that was essentially our marching orders to think about, you know, what communities do we engage? 
how do we give alumni the relevant um, information that they were wanting from us? Uh, so that gave us the um, impetus to build out alumni career services, where we host a number of webinars about uh, professional development skills. Uh, we partner with uh, colleagues on campus like, you know, continuing education. We bring in researchers. We highlight alumni speakers to really help you level up in your career at different levels. And part of uh, uh, our career services is CU Connect. And CU Connect is our mentor program, which uh, allows our alumni mentors to engage uh, with students and young alumni. Uh, so if you if you if you want to mentor, check out CU Connect. If you would like to mentor, please check out CU Connect. Um, and you, see, my team is on it. Uh, so Olivia has posted the link in the chat. I appreciate it. I appreciate you. Um, and so that's uh, CU Connect really allows for, as I said, students and alumni to connect to um, in, uh, to review, whether it's review your LinkedIn, to review your CV, uh, to discuss your past, to get the right kind of expertise that'll be, be able to move you forward. And this for us, you know, you mentioned relationships. It's important to be able to build authentic relationships with each other. So students with alumni, alumni with students, alumni with the university. And, you know, that's really our business is helping build these relationships. So we're really always trying to think through how do we allow people a chance to engage with the university in a way that makes sense for them and also hopefully moves uh, the university forward. So with students, with fundraising, with volunteering. And volunteering is a third aspect that I'm just going to shout out. Concordia has a really strong volunteer tradition. So we have the Concordia University Alumni Association, uh, which is basically uh, a body of our volunteers um, who represent the voice of our 220,000 plus alumni. And so what they do is they just provide us with guidance and advice. They, you know, think about, uh, they reflect back what they're hearing uh, from fellow alumni about what is important to the universe or what is important to them and how the university can help support them. So we support our alumni groups, uh, you know, very intently. And we're always happy to hear what people are saying about whether it's their time at Concordia or how they want to be involved with Concordia today. So those are all pieces that we're kind of thinking through. Um, and just as another aside, we I mentioned communities earlier. And I, I think you're probably going to get to that. Definitely, very much so. And I think that it also speaks to what you were um, mentioning around building relationships between alumni and the university. And I think that, you know, when we're speaking about um, marginalized communities in general, right, who navigates society as well as the institution with um, with their own experiences and and load that that can can be, and so to think about how we reengagement uh, reengage them is is really important. And you know, you are the mastermind behind <laughs> our, our you know Black alumni network and council. Can you tell us a little bit about how this started, where this came from for you, and and what type of work are you all doing right now? Yeah, so um, our Black alumni um, network and council kind of comes out of a tradition of, of us, as I said, thinking about, um, you know, what are our what are our priority audiences and what are the audiences we want to engage? So prior to Black alumni, we actually started with women in leadership, um, you know, with uh, my senior director and I just at that point, Hillary Clinton had just lost and we were thinking about the importance of women mobilizing. Um, and it was, you know, we just started reaching out and every time we reached out and we said, you know, we think it's important that women are able to, you know, discuss matters of uh, 
interest uh, to them in that professional space and sphere. And every time we did that, people said, yeah, I'm super, I'm super interested, let's do this. Uh, and that kind of set the framework. So every time we want to engage a community, we try not to approach it from, um, you know, kind of an artificial leadership place. So what we do first is we, you know, either we gauge the interest in creating a, a new alumni community, uh, and then we also look for champions and volunteers. Uh, so uh, I will admit that there was a little bit of uh, a push from our colleagues down the road, uh, you know, our sister universities down the road uh, around the Black Alumni Network, because uh, McGill started a Black Alumni Association. And when they did, uh, every time there would be a Black alumni event, I would get phone calls and text messages saying, um, there was a Black alumni event and all I saw were Concordia people and where's ours, <laughs> you know? Uh, so it was, it was lovely uh, in terms of knowing that there was this uh, Black alumni community uh, that is here, that is proud to be Concordia grads, that were, you know, vocal about letting us know what was going on. Uh, and each time I got those text messages, I said, okay, well, I, I, I need volunteers. This isn't going to be AstroTurf, so people need to uh, reach out. And uh, a couple of years ago, you know, we had a number of alumni say, okay, we're going to help you form the council. Uh, we're, ready to, we're ready to be here. We're ready to, to put some work in. And, and, and that is, was what we, you know, had been wanting. And so essentially two years ago, you were there. Uh, we held our very first... Uh, Black alumni reunion at homecoming. Uh, and it was obviously, it was in person. Uh, but what was amazing for us is we sent out uh, the email as part of our homecoming uh, advertising and it sold out right away. We had our journalists, uh, our alumni journalists reach out right away saying, why is Concordia doing this? This is such a great idea. Do you want to talk to us about this on the radio? So it was just this you know, there's there's something to be said for knowing that something is likely to be resonant. There's also something to be said for seeing it uh, in action. So the fact that we um, were able to that we were able to put this event up, that so many people registered right away, and then they attend it. You know, and this was one of our most highly attended uh, homecoming events. What was also really nice, and which is why Concordia, you know, can be just such a special place, was. You know, uh, the president showed up, you know, our VP showed up. They all came down, uh, you know, to see how the reunion was going, to say hello to people, to to thank them for being there, because that's what homecoming is. I've jokingly often said, um, you know, to friends and, and colleagues that homecoming is our Super Bowl. You know, we welcome thousands of alumni back on campus now more virtually. Right. Uh, but thousands of alumni come back to campus to either reconnect with people, so reconnect with friends, with faculty, you know, to support students, to sometimes to bring their own kids as prospective students, right? Um, so, and and we track first-time alumni attendees. And that Black alumni um, reunion had a ridiculously high percentage of first-time alumni attendees. You know, when we look at our women in leadership, we look at Black alumni, we look at the programming we do around LGBTQ at um, homecoming, it's really important that we do try to be, you know, diversity, diversity is part of our story. Like we have a diverse, we have a diverse uh, audience and community, but trying to be inclusive and that's where some of that community engagement comes through, right? We know that based on these events that Black alumni do want to engage on identity. So how can we provide relevant programming? 
you know, how can we support the next generation of Black students? And I think, you know, I I probably shouldn't be trying to interview you on 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 your podcast, um, but you know, you and I had a, a talk a couple of uh, you know a couple of days a couple of weeks ago about the importance of support, you know, for the BPO and the importance of community support in showcasing, you know, the viability of the BPO and supporting Black causes on campus. You know, so, you know, I would look to you to talk a little bit about that as well in terms of the mobilization of this community. Like on a personal level, I remember when when I went to the event, the, the thing that struck me the most is that um, how intergenerational it was, you know. So from like there were like many young faces that I'm fairly used to seeing because of, of I, I know the students quite well. And then there were like, you know, like and people were walking around with their tag that said when they graduated. And it was really, really beautiful. And I think that particularly for the black community, um, like those intergenerational relationships are so important and we don't always have um, meaningful context to have them, right? So, you know, you can invite, say, your mom or your whatever to to an event, but is it something that you are all kind of mutually invested in and actually have your own perspectives to bring to the table? Um, and so that was one thing that I, I really love. And I think that that kind of extends to the, what you're talking about in terms of community support for BPO is that I, I really, um, in the work that we do, I want to I want to think ahead and I want to think, um, you know, be able to re recollect in, in the past in a way that's not only just honoring our, our, our past history and um, as like Black Concordians, but also in, in realizing that many of our past Black Concordians are still here and have so much to offer um, to our students, to our understanding of the structure, to the way that we kind of want to move forward. Um, you know, much of the way that I do the work um, I do is 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 a bit intuitive because I graduated from here three times and there's a bit of sense of like, oh, actually, you know, I remember this, I remember that. And every time that we engage with um, different alumni, we we get that wealth of knowledge. You know, it's it's really quite exciting. Um, and yeah, I'm I'm just so happy that you are doing that work and that it's becoming also, I think that there's something to be said about um naming. You know, so to have a Black alumni network and to to name it as such, um, I think also invokes a, a sense of pride and legacy. And um, I think that you know whether that be Concordia University or institute Canadian institutions at large, I think that there's a sense that um, Black knowledge is is new and it is not. <laughs> you know, Black Canadians have been here for many, many, many generations, and even the international relationships with um, with uh, Canadian institutions. So it's really quite exciting to have that level of pride be brought forward as well. Um, I also want to mention to everyone who's listening that Temi is also, wears many hats at Concordia, <laughs> one of her many hats is the subcommittee lead on the on, for the President's Task Force on Anti-Black Racism, subcommittee lead for fundraising and community engagement. Um, I'd love for you to talk a little bit about the work that you, you all, your subcommittee will be embarking on and kind of the vision you have for that. So I'm very excited to be to be part of the task force, um, in particular uh, in in this in this subcommittee that is tied towards uh, philanthropy and fundraising, and community engagement because as you said it does tie into both those pieces the alumni network, and also really just making um, being clear about the need for support and the need for philanthropic dollars to support our values. You know so I'm excited that Concordia is thinking about this in this way. I, you know I think it is something that's innovative. Um, 
The, the subcommittee that I'm, I'm on is focusing um, essentially on kind of community engagement, like how do we provide uh, internships, uh, industry opportunities, experiential learning opportunities uh, for black students, obviously more generally for, uh, but also for, for other students, thinking about how we really embed in within our, our alumni networks, within our community networks, uh, this tradition of coming back to Concordia with these experiential opportunities. We know that work opportunities are what allow students to get ahead, uh, allow alumni to sometimes get their first jobs. And we also know that, you know, being in the alumni office, we always talk about the importance of the alumni network. So this is this for us, uh, hopefully, will be an opportunity to really make that uh, concrete, um, you know, to ask our alumni wherever they are to be able to, um, you know, reach out with actual professional uh, development opportunities for students to learn and to be able to uh, get into the workforce. And then the other piece is thinking around the fundraising strategies and the philanthropic strategies for supporting the work of the task force. Um, what does that look like? It looks like trying to figure out who our donors will be, um, trying to make sure that we have enough institutional opportunities, um, institutional um, buckets on campus for people to be able to give you know, to the kinds of whether they're scholarships, whether they're bursary programs, whether they're fellowships for you know, students working in this space. Um, and, and also um, really just drilling down into what supporting some of this does for us from, you know, an advancement point of view as well. I've been able to tell a story of kind of the Concordia community and, you know, the different networks that are a part of the Concordia community and that we, you know, raise funds for that proudly because that's a part of, of the university's priorities. Uh, so I think that was it in a nutshell because we're just beginning to work, obviously. Uh, but yes, yeah. It touches on something that you had told me a few months ago that really stuck with me. I'm not, I'm miswording it, so I'm going to let you re-say it, but it was essentially that alumni is our biggest um, population at Concordia. So, something, I'm sorry, you say it better. <laughs> Tell me more. No, that's okay. And it is, it's something that I've stolen from my boss because she says it all the time. Uh, but alumni, alumni generally are the largest like stakeholder constituency at the university. So at Concordia, you know, we're happy to say that we have over 220,000 alumni, right? Um, so just think about that. When I, when we started the conversation, I said, you know, my job is essentially mobilizing alumni in support of Concordia for a lifetime. So if we could get, you know, percentages of those, right, who people who love Concordia, they want their kids to come to Concordia or, you know, students who are having an interesting time working, um, you know, being at Concordia, studying, working making connections for a lifetime and also you know we support those that were that you know we support causes we care about so that means showing up you know uh, attending events you know volunteering uh, mentoring and also ultimately giving to make concordia a, a better institution uh, as we move forward so 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 yeah i love that and i think that you know we we often forget that um it, it's funny because you know, when we have our CVs and we have our, you know, and we present ourselves that we are participating in the continuous knowledge production and understanding of what Concordia is. And I think that that's a big part of being um, alumni, whether or not you actually on top of that get to do the volunteering and the donating and the engagement and, and all of that. And um, and it's so important to be able to to. Um, to feel like you belong in all of that and that, that your story is being held at the same time as you continue to represent this institution. Um, could you tell us a little bit more about how you see 
the role of alumni to continue to change, particularly with this year, that's been a, a really kind of game changer in terms of our understanding of what um, what supports we actually need um, from each other and, and kind of how that's shifting your, your framework. Yeah, so I actually, I appreciate the question because, you know, something I hadn't mentioned, but I think is really key to, to thinking about this is, um, I have been super lucky. I don't know if the students will say that, but I've been super lucky uh, this year uh, to work with, uh, you know, I'm just going to, for lack of a better framework, call them our kind of our black student champions. Uh, so last year, a number of students wrote me saying, we would like to set up a black students career development event. Uh, and since, you know, they heard about me, I guess, through the Black Alumni Network, they said, you know, can you guys, can, can the Black Alumni Network, the Black Alumni Council, can you sponsor it? And so uh, just actually last weekend, we held our second iteration of this event, which I, I know you, you know. But the idea behind this was that, you know, at Concordia currently, there isn't a targeted career development event for Black students. And what these student leaders wanted to do was to um, you know, give their peers a chance to learn about, you know, services on campus like yours, BPO, but also like CAPS and CMS, where sometimes students don't go, maybe they don't know about it, maybe they're intimidated, even though they shouldn't be, but, you know, you don't know what you don't know. Um, so the idea is to bring these students' uh, services into, into uh, well, bring them virtually to this event and showcase what, what is available on campus. And then the other piece about it was to, you know, reach out to uh, alumni speakers, panelists, bring in black professionals to help with them with networking, and also obviously help them in terms of, you know, creating the networks necessary to be able to find um, to find jobs. And in both of these events, it, it was a little bit like, you know, what we experienced with women in leadership. Every time you write somebody and say, hey, would you like to be a part of this? People are like, yep, I would love to be a part of this. I really want to do this. Let me know what's going on and I'll be there. Um, so, you know, we we did see it in university advancement in my department when we um, created the, the emergency student fund. The Concordia community has been so supportive of trying to, you know, make sure that Concordia students have the help they need. So in everything we've kind of asked for this year, people have been like, yep, count me in. And, you know, but especially around, you know, specific networks and specific communities, I think we're going to see more of that, you know, um, because the pandemic has flattened the barriers to access. It is easier for us, you know, to to get really interesting speakers. It's been really nice for us to we were, you know, out quickly with Zoom. Um, but whether it's from breakout rooms to just, as I said, these interesting panelists, um, you know, the, just those two events really showcased kind of the power of community and being able to, uh, you know, work together. And it was driven by students, which I just think is really fantastic and, and showcases, you know, kind of the proactiveness that we have in our student community. Um, even though I'm just going to say it, you guys register and then you don't show up. So please, please just show up when you register for events. It makes us all feel much better about our lives. So... We, we have a common intern, um, Temi and I, and, and she came out of the event being like, wow, like, first of all, I think that um, I just saw, you know, even in that day, the leap in her own professional development of just really being like, I 
vision this thing with my my um, colleagues, which were largely students of her the same you know age group. Um, we had a vision. We made it come through. True. Um, we were able to kind of react in moments of like you know the tensity of like oh the event's happening. How do we deal with this? And you know reacting to that. And then also the 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 come out of that of being like wow I'm really proud of what we did. It was well attended. There was like you know the, I can't remember what she was telling me the numbers, but it was just like so exciting um, to see that in, in one student. And so let alone, you know, all the different members that were participating in that. Um, and then also my own, you know, story of uh, working with university advancement for the Concordia Shuffle and being like, okay, let's propose this thing of raising money for Black student uh, mental health. And within a week, raising $20,000 is just phenomenal, right? And so just really, um, I love that how, how you're saying it, like really allowing, I think it actually creates more entry points when we have, um, you know, we we acknowledge the the need for some tar targeted uh, relationships and that there are reasons why our, our our community would want to engage with specific communities and how they relate to that. It's it's really quite exciting. Yeah. And, and the piece about it too, is that this stuff radiates outwards, right? So perhaps your entry point is a Black student event, but you end up doing lots of other things, right? It's never just, especially if you you are a Concordia grad, like you came here, you had classes with all sorts of people. Um, but sometimes if what you would like to do at this moment is make sure that, say, for example, you know, Black students can get into Microsoft, like I'm happy, that works for me, because then we're going to have successful alumni who can hopefully, you know, kind of pay it forward uh, moving moving forward. And, you, you know, I... I I, I will say that in terms of our programming, you know, we, we do think about strategy. You know, we think about, as I said, building communities generally. Um, so we're always doing that work. So, you know, whether it's a black student, it's any other student, you know, or alumni, it's really important to us that we, you know, have meaningful opportunities for people to be able to connect with Concordia, you know, feel proud about the association. And then also, you know, do some of the things that we know are going to be important for students, are going to be important for our colleagues on campus, and also ultimately will be important for the university. And you, uh, just to go back to your question, I know that you'd said, you know, what are some of the pieces that you're kind of either excited about or, you know, thinking strategically about moving forward from the alumni side? Um, you know, I, I do, I, I you know, I, I want to highlight the um, importance of the work that your office has done and also the importance of working with, um, you know, uh, the Office of Community Engagement. So hopefully being able to really just kind of build on the themes that you guys are already working on and thinking about. So, you know, our, about Black mental health and wellness. You know, like we know that this is already an identified theme. So can we find alumni to amplify that? Can we share alumni speakers with you? Can we highlight what you're doing? You know, with the Office of Community Engagement, there's an, there's a, an emphasis there on social innovation, on community impact. You know, Concordia also has that in its DNA. So again, highlighting that, amplifying that. And then, you know, for us, our businesses, relationships, it's amplifying alumni voices. So trying to make sure that we're diverse and inclusive in, in what we do, whether it's with our topics and with our speakers and building that in all around. Um, yeah, that's, that's what I'm excited about. I think, you know, that's what we're gonna keep on trying to work on and, and build up. I want to, kind of end this with um, two things. What is the thing that you love the most about your job? And then also, what is the thing that is the most challenging and that you could use more support in, um, whether that be from the larger community or the Concordia community? 
Those are, those are heavy closing questions, huh? That's... What do I love most about my job? Honestly, the people. You know, I think that it's, I, I will say I'm introverted, extroverted. So, you know, I'm not totally a kind of go out there all the time and, you know, smile with the people. But I honestly, I do love meeting people. I love hearing alumni stories. I like amplifying alumni stories. I like being able to work with my colleagues on campus. Um, you know, so just that piece of learning, you know, both the, the good stories um, and I think this actually leads me very easily into the challenging piece is that, you know, even it does seem like there's still a lot of gaps, right? Um, you know, just the scale of the things we can do, whether it's with alumni or with supporting campus partners, um, you know, that's that's also, that's a piece that is always very interesting to try to, you know, figure out. So we're always just trying to share alumni names. So if you know of anybody who is a Concordia grad that we should be aware of, you can always send that information over to, you know, the alumni office. Um, you can always send us an email about that. But I'm pretty certain it's just alumni at Concordia.ca. Attend our events. Um, yeah. And, and also, you know, we're really trying to build up our, not trying to, I think we have a really great alumni community. Um, but I would like to invite all Concordia alumni to, to feel that they have a place hanging out with us, working with us, volunteering, mentoring. Um, so we do hope that alumni feel um, invested in the university or, or if not, we can we can work on that relationship. But at the very least, that they can let us know about their successes so that we can share them, you know, with the rest of the alumni and student community. You know, if there's any alumni listening right now, um, please get in contact with Temi um, and also keep listening to the to the series because there's going to be many um, members, of, like entry points for how to connect with Concordia um, and the larger knowledge that's around us. Um, is there any final words that you would like to make known to by everyone, Temi? Sure. I think the, the piece that I do just always want to stress is the importance of alumni to the university community, right? Um, alumni really exist as you know, supporters of students as champions of the university, and ultimately also, you know, really bringing in kind of that fundraising and volunteering piece. Um, so I, I hope we have, we've, I, I hope that our conversation has, uh, you know, uh, given those, especially the students uh, listening to the webinar, a little bit more information about this. Um, also, in terms of the people who work at the Alumni Relations Office, we are all really nice. Um, so if you see an event, <laughs> You know, please feel free to, um, you know, sign up for our events, tell, uh, tell your friends if you're doing interesting stuff on campus. Um, you know, there's there's probably a way in which it can intersect with the work we do. So, you know, we salute um, all our students and especially our student leaders who are invested on campus. Uh, and, you know, we look forward to we're going to call you alumni. Like once you graduate, you are alumni. So you don't really have you, you don't really have a say in whether we call you alumni or not. Um, but we're always really excited to see our students go on to, to do great things and to become, you know, a part of our alumni community. So we're excited for that. Thank you. Thank you so much for being with here, us here today, Temi, and, and really opening our eyes for the possibilities. That number is still ringing in my head, 220,000. I'm like, ooh, if we had just one, one, you know, one out of 10 to come and join us, that would be so wonderful. Thank you for listening to the Fourth Space Podcast. You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at CU Fourth Space, and wherever else you find your podcasts. The podcast is hosted by me, Douglas Moffat, and produced by Anna Boklovec. 
Editing by Chloe Lalonde and Makai Hawgrove. Social media and web support by Kari Balmstead. Our theme music is courtesy of Supercontinent. Thanks, and see you soon.